to the 26th episode of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back. The Path Back is a pornography addiction recovery program that has helped hundreds and hundreds of people recover from pornography addiction and compulsive sexual behavior. For more information on The Path Back, please go to pathbackrecovery.com. There you can find a document, uh, an ebook of five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. So thank you for joining me today. Today is another one I'm trying to record again, and I hope that it's live. Uh, I hope that the recording is going, the the video recording. Um, But uh, coming fresh off the heels of episode 25, which was about the nurtured heart approach, which is that parenting technique that I am very, very passionate about. I have had more feedback from episode 25 um, than I imagined. And a lot of people that are interested in the nurtured heart approach, a couple of people that were pretty cynical about the nurtured heart approach, and then a lot of questions about implementation. And I want to get to, um, I want to kind of carry that series out at some point, and I want to address a lot of those questions. So please send your questions, if you have them, about the nurtured heart approach about parenting anything to contact at pathbackrecovery.com or you can go to my Facebook page therapist Facebook page which is Tony Overbay licensed marriage and family therapist on Facebook uh, or you can go to virtualcouch.xyz and there's a contact form there and I would encourage you to fill that out and uh, shoot me any questions. I I would absolutely love to continue the series on parenting and I think the next step of that will be some Q&A and I've had a lot of people ask me how does the Nurtured Heart Approach compare to things like 123 Magic Um, and and I can kind of get into some of those details as well but uh, absolutely love. I could talk parenting all day but today is another topic that I could talk about honestly all day, all day long. I could talk about this. This one is couples counseling, couples therapy, couples communication. Just as passionate as I am about the nurtured heart approach, I am equally as passionate with the couples modality that I use in counseling, which is called emotionally focused therapy, EFT. And I want to talk a little bit more about EFT today. And I am going to keep this one fairly short. Um, I've uh, I've designed at least three episodes on EFT. So I'll probably give you a little bit of background on EFT. And then I'm going to go into some of the details. I'm going to kind of give a broad overview today. And uh, and then we'll kind of uh, work through some of the, the specific situations and scenarios that I might see in couples counseling that I really hope will be beneficial. Again, this is one of the, the main reasons I even wanted to start the podcast was to talk about this topic of emotionally focused therapy and how that works with couples. So I can't wait to get to that. Of course, a little bit of business to take care of first. Um, our sponsor today is, as always, Eli's Extracts, and you can find them at Eli's, E-L-I-S dash extracts.com and there uh, Eli's extracts is an all natural organic shaving cream and it's uh, scented with essential oils and those essential oils smell amazing and so I would encourage you to go there um, anything you order use coupon code virtual couch you'll get 25% off your entire order even up to a million dollars if you order that you will get $250,000 off and uh, we've also been um, again sponsored by Covenant Eyes so Covenant Eyes is a, a very good internet filtering software accountability software. So if you go to covenanteyes.com and when signing up for their service, use coupon code virtual couch, all one word. And, uh, and that helps out the podcast as well. I, I will be honest, it doesn't give you a discount per se, but it, but it helps, uh, helps out the podcast and with some of the costs that we have with hosting and that sort of thing. Okay. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and, and, and kind of set the stage for today. So we're going to talk about EFT again, emotionally focused therapy. And 
And uh, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to give a, a real quick overview about EFT. And then I have a document that I call my EFT primer. And it's a document, it's a Google Doc that I have shared now with literally hundreds, if not thousands of people. And it has been shared. And it's something that I created specifically um, after a, a particular situation in couples counseling where I felt like I just needed a little something, a little overview of EFT that would would kind of help somebody go back and read and see what's our goal here. Because part of the challenge, and this is, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. Um, I think I've shared before in, in my practice that a lot of therapists aren't big on couples counseling, because if you don't really have a solid foundation or solid modality, you kind of feel like you're just doing, you're a referee. And uh, I remember not even just early in my practice, but kind of uh, even just a few years ago, um, in, a, in a typical week, if I had 30, 35 clients in a week, um, I felt kind of overwhelmed if I had even half a dozen, really not even that, three or four couples. I would think, man, you know, I loved working with these individuals and, and the men's issues and women and, and uh, all that stuff, teenagers. And then I would see a couple. And if I just had this one couple, I would look at that all day long and go, man, what am I going to do? I've got to be ready for this couples counseling session. And I had been to plenty of trainings um, on couples counseling, but I still felt like I was, uh, I don't know, that I was kind of uh, not just grasping at straws, but that I just didn't feel like I really, um, you know, kind of took ownership or command of the room. And that wasn't until I really did a deep dive on emotionally focused therapy, where now I see anywhere from 15 to 20 couples a week. And I actually love, absolutely love working with couples. And that's where I see a lot of great results. So so let me give the overview. I've got a few papers here for those of you who are watching on video. Um, um, this is off of goodtherapy.org. I was trying to just look for a nice overview, and I just highlighted a few things. I don't want this to sound boring and clinical. Um, there is an amazing book called Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson. And Sue Johnson is a Canadian psychologist who was the primary originator of emotionally focused therapy, which was developed in the 1980s. Um, but Hold Me Tight is kind of like the, the, in my mind, it's kind of this user's guide to how to implement EFT in your own relationship. So, but the beginning, it talks about a lot of the basic the background, the research on EFT, and it is I, I, it is really fascinating. Um, one of the studies that, that comes to mind that she shares, and I'm only talking about this because um, I've had some clients talk about the beginning of the book being pretty clinical or pretty dry and that they need to, to hurry up and get to the examples, the hold me tight examples. I think the hold me tight um, says it's seven conversations uh, for a, I should have had this prepared, shouldn't I? Um, but for a, a life of meaningful love and connection and, and a bunch of other wonderful things. Um, but the beginning can be a little bit dry, but there's one one study in particular that I remember, and it was talking about just this need for attachment. And, uh, and it kind of referenced if someone was going in, I think they were getting a shot, they were having some procedure done um, at the doctor, dentist, something like that. And if the person was just going through it on their own, uh, you could kind of hook them up to these functional brain scans and you could watch their pain response. Then if you just had them holding the hand of somebody that they cared about, um, you could then see this this um, area of their brain, it, the, the you know, it was significantly lower as far as a stress response. So just showing that there's this desire, this this need for connection that we have and and EFT, emotionally focused therapy, I'm going to call it EFT from this point forward, but EFT is, it's, um, it's, uh, it's an intervention based on the scientific study of adult love and bonding process in couples. And um, according to goodtherapy.org, it's designed to address distress in the intimate relationships of adults. And, and EFT is also beginning to be used in family. And I've done some nice family systems uh, sessions or family therapy sessions where we're teaching these same concepts. And I think you're going to see why 
Um, this works in, in couples counseling, why it works in family situations. And quite frankly, I'm doing more and more corporate training on EFT where there might be a boss who says, I want everyone to be able to come to me. Um, but then if people do come to him or her with ideas, they feel like those ideas aren't validated, that they're shut down. And so, you know, it, it hasn't created a culture of having people be able to, uh, to be open and share ideas, which will ultimately benefit the company. Um, even though there might be the person upon high who is, is ruling the company, uh, running the company who says, Hey, I've got an open door policy, right? It kind of goes back to, what I talked about in how to talk to your teens where, and I will say all or nothing statement, every teenager I've ever worked with has heard from their parent. Hey buddy. Hey champ. I want you to come and talk to me about anything. And then they come and say, I got a ticket or I failed a class or I, or I smoked pot or I, you know, anything got in a wreck. And then the parent just loses their mind. Are you kidding me with, with all that we've talked about? And I can't believe you, you know? And, and so then that, that teen is kind of thinking, okay, that did not go so well. So I am not going to, um, not going to do that again. So then that thus sets the stage for said teen to start kind of hiding information because now they know you bet mom and dad say that they would, we can tell them anything, but that's not the case. I see the same thing in corporate America in corporations. And that's where I'm doing more and more corporate training with EFT. The, the, the CEO will say open door policy. I want you to be able to come to me with your ideas. And then if a person does come with an idea and then if the CEO is like, Okay, that's ridiculous. Like I've told you before that this is our goal and we need to do this. It shuts that down. So EFT is kind of based on this being able to be emotionally vulnerable, but even more important, what does the other person do with that emotional vulnerability? So, um, already getting off on a little bit of a tangent talking about hold me tight. Oh, I, I, I covered that. That was the study about uh, attachment. So, um, EFT focuses on emotions because emotions are often left out of interventions, um, especially ones that are based on relationships. And this is where I can kind of say a little bit about a lot of um, couples therapists, or no, a lot of therapists in general, when you're going to grad school and you'll take a class on couples counseling, you'll hear a lot about things like reflective listening. And that's a great skill to have. I remember actually on day one of grad school when we had to partner up with somebody and you were supposed to listen to them for a little while and not try to create these automatic responses in your head. And by nature, that's hard to do. We are constantly wanting to either uh, one-up somebody, throw in an anecdote, um, whatever we're trying to do, or go ahead and kind of you fix them, give them advice. And so we, we, it's, we're not maybe as good a listeners as we initially think that we are. Love you to try that with your partner. Love you to try that with your kid. Just focus, be present and just listen and try to turn off that part where you want to just automatically respond. And it's just, it can be just maddening. I love my wife and I love to play this game when we're kind of out and about or, or amongst other people, then you're interacting or talking with someone. And it's kind of this game of, um, you know, what'd you find out about them? And sometimes a lot. And then what did that person ask you? And sometimes very little. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's wonderful to be a good listener and, uh, and it does take skill. It is an active process to become a good listener. Uh, all right. So back to EFT. So with, with, you know, kind of traditional when you're in grad school and you do a class on working with couples, you'll learn about a reflective listening and you might have a class where you're saying, Okay, we're going to teach uh, somebody in the relationship to, let's say we're going to teach the, the wife to come over to the husband and say, is this a good time to talk? 
you know, and already, oh, okay, we're doing something different here. And then that person, the, the husband, has the chance to say, yes, it's a good time now. Or no, I think I'd like to talk later. And, and we look at that as uh, that's a good step. And it is. It's better than not talking at all, right? But then when we finally do talk, someone shares their opinion. And then the other person, you know, as the therapist, what did you hear? What did you hear them say? Oh, I heard them say. And then typically if in these sessions, then they're like, but that's not true. You know, and it's like, oh, no, 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 that's not the point. We want to reflectively listen. And then we'll kind of go back and forth. And then the, the in theory there, now it's like, okay, you have now both hurt each other. Now compromise, you know. And uh, I still remember from early on in my practice um, that, that concept of compromise. Uh, one person put it to me where they were saying, okay, but if, but if I feel like my drive, my morals, my values, my goals are here and, and my partners are here. So you're kind of telling me, Hey, uh, lower your expectations, desires, dreams, goals, you know, that sort of thing. And then just hope and pray that he'll bring his up. And, uh, and that, that was kind of like, wow. Okay. Fair point. Um, so EFT does a better job of kind of addressing that. Um, that dialogue, that, that, that communication pattern. So let me, let me explain. So I think that's maybe as deep as I want to know. Let me go a little bit deeper on the foundational principles and we'll cover a little bit of these in each one of these EFT sessions. So, um, so attachment theory, the concept that people are made healthier by emotional contact and they need to feel safe in their connections to others. Therapist cliche word, but huge is being able to, to present, um, or create a safe environment that your partner feels like they truly can say, anything because we want them to be able to if they're stewing on something if they have uh, if there's some misperceptions if there are assumptions which is so much a part of couples I can't I've lost track over the years of how many times I hear that now he should really know or I'm sure he knows you know or uh, if she doesn't know by now I can't I can't believe she doesn't and anytime I hear those kind of phrases those are triggers to me of you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he probably doesn't know or he doesn't believe that the situation is exactly the way you see it. Um, so we got to give it a voice. There's another therapist cliche that I like to use with EFT. So again, people are made healthier by emotional contact and need to feel safe in their connections to others. Um, emotionally focused therapy is based on a concept that distress and in intimate relationships is often related to deeply rooted fears of abandonment. That is so big. So I like to give this speech at times, especially when I'm working with men. Men have a hard time opening up in counseling. So uh, what, it, what, a, what attachment theory kind of addresses is vulnerability. We are asking each other to be vulnerable. We're asking each other to say, okay, this might be kind of crazy where my mind goes, but, but here's something I am worried about, or here's a hope, or here's a fear, or here's something that I've noticed. So let's jump back in there with men in particular. Let's, let's go with the stereotyped man who is, you know, again, uh, raised to rub a little dirt in it, strong silent type, Lone Ranger, John Wayne, all that stuff. And now we're saying, hey, be super vulnerable and emotional. So already his brain is most likely saying, no, 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 that's not what she signed up for. If I do that, she's not going to think I'm a man. She's going to go running away. She's going to leave me in the relationship. Now that's that fear of abandonment, right? And a lot of times I'm, I'm seeing that and again, I'm going kind of stereotyped here, but, but but I see that where a woman in a relationship might want to, um, you know, share more. She might want more out of this relationship, but often the guy just shuts down, doesn't say a word. So that's hard for her to be vulnerable because it's hard to continue to go and be vulnerable and uh, and not have those emotional needs or emotional bids met. Now, um, if you're watching the video, I keep kind of doing this with my hands. I'm, I'm making this, uh, I try to describe it on audio. I'm kind of making this little cupping with my hands and kind of holding it out from my heart. And so when I speak about EFT, basically this, this concept of vulnerability, what I'm preaching is 
Um, what we're trying to do is we're going to say, okay, I'm going to get vulnerable. I'm going to trust you a little bit with my heart. What are you going to do with it? So let's just give a, let's give an example. So if someone is going to say something about, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like you spend more time, um, I, and I'm not, this isn't a, um, we're, this is a, a culmination of all kinds of ones that are coming into my head. But if a woman's going to say, um, Hey, I feel more time. I feel like you spend more time um, playing golf than you do at home with me or the kids. Immediately, you know, if the if the if the response to that, if the guy just says, "Okay, but it's miserable at home, and I don't even like to be there, and when I'm there, you ignore me," that's when things go south, and then both people kind of get back into their bunkers, right? And nothing is productive. Nothing productive has happened. What I love about EFT is, is it's a completely different paradigm. It's a different way of communication technique that we have to throw out all those other rules, and we are looking from a, a completely different new paradigm of communication. So back to the the uh, I'm going to share a little bit of my heart, right? So when I'm working with a couple. I'm preaching this EFT style. Um, then I'm saying, okay, everything that is kind of put out there on the table is an emotional bid. Here comes the little thing. You, they are showing you their heart. They're going to say, all right, I'm going to trust you a little bit with my heart. What are you going to do with it? So imagine then if I'm handing over my heart and then the person in response says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's basically like taking the heart and, and crumpling it up and throwing it on the ground and stomping on it, right? So the, your, your partner is not going to be making those, being that vulnerable again. That is called an EFT world. That's an emotional bid. So EFT is all about we are trying to encourage our partners to put out these emotional bids, to be vulnerable, to share a little bit of their heart. Why? Because the emotional bid comes from some sort of insecurity, some sort of uh, something that is wrong in the relationship, some um, unmet need, some unresolved emotion, fear, uh, baggage from someone's own past. And we want to give that a voice because if not, then we sit there and we stew on these things all the time, things that could easily be addressed if the framework was in place and, and if we knew um, kind of what the rules were on how to communicate. So back to this golf one, in a perfect world, in an EFT world, you know, I might have someone say, okay, here comes the vulnerability. Here comes the emotional bid. I feel like you spend more time at the golf course than you do at home. And, and, it, and I feel like that, you know, it shows me you don't care as much about me or the kids. In EFT world, the, the person who is listening, the person who is receiving the emotional bid, their goal is full awareness. This awareness is based on a few things. Um, that basically what we're trying to say, when somebody puts out an emotional bid, they're also saying, hey, do, can I trust you? Do you love me? Am I important to you? Are you there for me? Right? So we're kind of, that. that's all part of this emotional bid. So I want the receiver to, to think about, this is my person, right? I care about this person. I'm married to this person. I'm with this person. I've had kids with this person. I have chose to be with this person. So I want to know all I can about him. I want to go all in on awareness. So here's what I was talking about earlier with listening. Now, when we hear you spend too much time at the golf course, and, and I feel like that tells me that you don't like to be at home or you're not a big fan of me and the kids, Here's where that listening part, we, the, the responder is already thinking through these things that they feel are, are ridiculous or wrong about that statement. Well, you don't pay any attention to me. We turn that part off. I kind of, again, if you're watching this, I, I don't know, turning on a key here by your brain where you're turning off the automatic response, the automatic fixing and judgment response, because we 
try, we, we want to show this person we trust them, that we love them, um, that they are important to us, and, and that they are, we are there for them. So we are going all in on awareness. We want to know everything we can about our person. So when they put out that emotional bid, I feel like you're at the golf course more than at home. Now, our only goal is to say, hey, tell me all about that. Tell me, you know, tell me when you've observed that. Tell me what you see. You know, I want to know everything about your experience and I'm going to turn off my fixing and judgment. I'm going to turn off my automatic response because here's the deal. Right at that level, changing this whole paradigm of communication, already you're going to learn more about your partner. And that's ultimately what we want. We have created now a safe environment for our partner to open up, share an emotional bid. And we, the receiver of said emotional bid, now has a little bit more information. There's some insight there. There is going to be insight if our partner feels safe in sharing this emotional bid that we never knew. We may have never known that, uh, wow, this person has recognized that um, I am at the golf course a lot, or this person has recognized that when I say I'm going to be home, it takes half an hour more, or all of these things that we didn't even know they cared about. We didn't know it was a big deal at all. So we want to basically say thank you to our partner for putting out this emotional bid, for giving their fear, their worry, their concern a voice, because... Here's the beautiful part of EFT. Now that that has been received, now that I have this awareness uh, of what my partner is putting out, this emotional bid, now I get to do the same thing back to them. So, but we're taking out those fixing and judgment statements. And, and I'm going to hammer this in a future episode. The semantics of language become very important. It, we're going to remove all of that. Okay, but you, it's like, okay, I hear you and I understand. And that makes sense to me. And I understand where you're coming from. And thank you for sharing that emotional bit. But here's where my mind goes, right? That's This is the response coming. Um, it's not the, okay, I appreciate all that. But usually when I hear the but, I want to throw a pillow at at my clients. I'm looking over at my couch right there because I'm saying, no, 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 there's not a but because the but is about to say, but that's ridiculous or but you need to understand. We're taking all those statements out of there because the response now is, okay, I now have awareness and now here's here's what that experience is like for me. I feel like um, I, I didn't even recognize that you noticed that I came home late or I feel like when I am home, we don't talk or I feel like when I am home, the kids don't pay any attention to me. So I feel like I'm not even wanted. Or so I, you know, I feel like um, I, I get more, you know, satisfaction at the golf course than I do at home. So now again, here's where, and I like to call that, that is an EFT, you know, conversation that level has completed. So, um, and if now the person who had initially put out the emotional bid and the person who received the emotional bid, and I can't believe I need puppets or something, right? With what I'm doing with my hands. Um, that person all in on awareness understands this is their person. They love that person. Now they, they have more understanding. Now they share their response. I feel like I'm not really paid attention to at home. Guess what? You can maybe see where I'm going now. The person who had initially put out that emotional bid, now they're all in on empathy. They're all in on awareness. They're, they're, their only goal now is to understand their partner because the same thing. Uh, they want their partner to feel like they trust them, they love them, that they're important to them, that they are there for them. So now they're going to say, okay, um, that makes more sense why you're pulling away if you feel like that there's not a lot going on at home or if you feel like we don't talk or if you feel like the kids don't need you. Now I like to say we go down a layer. We go now down another level of EFT. Now, you know, Back to the person who had initially put out the emotional bid. Now they have more awareness. They might not have even been aware that their partner felt dis, uh, disengaged from the family, or you know, or and, and probably it might have been you know I've had I've had so many I've had I mean literally hundreds and hundreds of couples that I've worked through these with that uh, that all of a sudden there's been a little awareness of wow I didn't even know you wanted to talk or I feel like when we're in the same room um, that you don't even really care to be there and the other person's like I never thought you wanted to be there so thank goodness this EFT gives us a way to give that a voice and I know I'm laying out these best case perfect scenarios. Because here's a couple of other cool things about EFT. One is 
And if we go back to that, the, the, the traditional model of couples counseling and the reflective listening and now compromise, EFT, I, mean, I love this. A lot of times we are not going to fix it right then. We are shooting for awareness. We want to know what the other person's experience is. We want them to be able to share that. Um, we want to be able to, to uh, validate that. We want to be able to understand that. We want to have empathy for what their experience is. And sometimes just that exercise alone, bringing that awareness or understanding of what our partner's situation is, and then them hearing what our situation is. Even if we don't go another layer deep in EFT conversation, we now go, wow, I understand that person now more. And, and that alone is, is a, you know, it, it is a big deal to now have you've created this safe space to be able to open up with whatever your thoughts are, whatever your feelings are. And you've created this, this, you know, dialogue where, um, your partner is not trying to fix or judge you. They're trying to listen to you and then they get to share their experience as well. Uh, all right, let me, I've already kind of gone off the rails of my initial goal. Um, it was back to this, 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 this document that I created. So I'm, I'm literally going to, to kind of read this document. It's only a couple of pages. So back to this EFT primer. So there's those kind of, those are the basics of EFT. That's the world that I live in 20 times a week with couples therapy, a world that I am passionate about. And, uh, and so here's this, this note that I created. Um, all right. So I say, okay, quick note. I'm beginning to share this document with more people simply to try and explain a bit of how EFT, emotionally focused therapy or emotionally focused couples therapy, or, um, I used to call it attachment theory. I didn't call it EFT. So in here I'd put, or attachment theory dialogue would play out. And I do have to say, if you end up Googling EFT, there's some sort of tapping freedom, tapping technique or something. Uh, I had a situation once where, you know, I had, um, I think I'd given somebody a heads up that was going to come in for couples counseling because they had been referred and the people that referred them said it worked miracles, you know, in EFT. So this person came in and they're like, okay, I did a little research on EFT. I'm thinking, well, this is great. And uh, the person was like, okay, so when, when are you kind of, st- when are you start tapping on me? I was like, oh, I, uh, I'm not going to tap. I can tap. If you want me to, I'll tap on you. Um, and this isn't to be confused with another technique called EMDR that I have a therapist coming on to talk about in a, in a couple of weeks. But um, so not EFT that has anything to do with tapping, but emotionally focused therapy, EFT. Okay. So here's back to the document. Um, remembering that the goal is to be able to share what is in your heart, in your soul, something that may just be floating around in your head to be able to say something that you really want to talk about with your partner, but you might be afraid to because he or she might get defensive. Or in the past, when you've tried to bring up a topic, your partner has quickly shut you down. They've been defensive or they withdraw, not giving you a chance to express yourself. Our goal is to change the very paradigm of how you communicate. I know that with every, and I, this is the part I'm saying, but I, I mean this, I know with every fiber of my being that this attachment theory model of communication works if done with patience. If each person goes in knowing that the goal is to turn toward each other, that's a big concept as well. When you have a successful EFT dialogue, putting out an emotional bid, the person responds, they're all in with empathy and awareness. Um, you have turned toward each other. You, and that just does magic between couples where you feel like, okay, we're getting somewhere. So our goal is to feel secure enough with our partner that we can express anything and our partner will want to know where that comes from, why we think the things that we do. I have had the most, um, you know, banal, uh, boring, um, uninsightful, uninspiring conversations with my wife just coming from the, hey, so here, I noticed this, you know, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what you think about this. And instead of her going, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, although some of those things probably, um, 
would warrant that in you know in reality but for her saying okay where where's that coming from or tell me more about what you're thinking about and just there alone i can kind of throw out all of these thoughts these hopes these dreams i'm going to get to that um uh i almost want to I'm, as if we're interacting remind me of my story of uh the will you live with me in a box under an overpass that's a big one for me um we're going to get there so um uh, but again we want our partner we want to be able to, to feel like we can express anything and our partner will want to know where that comes from and why we think the way that we do and they're going to turn off that part that's fixing and judgmental okay each back to the document each question or statement spoken is looked at as an emotional bid we talked about that it's an opportunity for connection it's an opportunity for one partner to put a topic out on the table and really seek to understand what their partner thinks or feels about that topic. But in order to get there, it first has to be said. And I, and in my document, I put kind of obvious, right? We have to give things a voice. If we're just kicking around in our head, um, I don't know, not going to go very well. Uh, holding things in leads to a lot of assumptions and people go to worst case scenarios in their minds. We do a lot of assuming in our relationships and I'll spare you the, you know what happens when we assume you make an, you probably know where I'm going there. Um, well, I didn't spare you that, but the point is valid. So we have to be able to express an emotional bid and know that even if it might be uncomfortable, our partner is going to listen and respond with empathy and seek further understanding. No fix it or judgment statements like, I can't believe you just said that. Or why on earth would you even say that? Or, um, I would have done it this way. I remember early, before I even had these concepts of EFT, some of the homework I would give a couple is, uh, hey, how about you go home and you spend 15 minutes, three days to this week, just talking and turn off the fixing and judgment statements. Um, you know, I encourage people keep a little yellow sticky pad and, and, you know, put it in your back pocket and write down events of the day. Just share things and, and, and your partner's goal is not to say, well, that was dumb. Why'd you do that? Or I would have done this. Those are all fixing and judgment statements. You know, those are all going to shut people down. Those are the things that over time we feel like it's not even worth it to kind of share, you know, what, what my day was like. Cause he's just going to tell me, well, that was dumb. I would have done this. Or why'd you do that? Or I've told you a million times. We have to get out of that mindset of the fixing and judgment. Okay. Again, we're changing this entire paradigm um, in attachment theory and EFT. I believe that none of these things are productive. Any of these fixing and judgment statements, there is a productive way to have a conversation about anything. And that's our goal. So let's get, let's get these fixing and judgment statements out of our conversation. All right. Uh, here, I'm going to be a little vulnerable now in my, uh, in my document. I, I, I'm reading now. True story. I looked all through the Bible trying to find the verse that says, seek first to understand and then be understood, only to find that it is actually a statement by Stephen R. Covey um, and uh, from his uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I, here again, honestly, I think I probably went about a good six months when I was really getting into EFT, where I would say, as the Bible said, you know, in the New Testament we read, um, seek first to understand, then be understood. So one day I thought, you know, if I really want to sound smart, I'm going to say, you know, as in Paul's letter to the Corinthians or in Luke, we read. And so I like pour through the Bible, uh, like topical guide, dictionary, all that stuff. And then I hit my good friend Google and Google says that, uh, our, our friend Stephen R. Covey said that. So, um, uh, but a good friend of mine did remind me. And, and again, going back to my document here. That there is uh, the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, which is a wonderful prayer um, that another one of my clients uses as daily meditation, has a beautiful line that says, um, and actually on the document, I went ahead and, and put out the entire uh, St. Francis uh, prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. But uh, there's a line in there that says, um, let me seek not as much to be understood, but to understand. 
and I highly recommend going and looking at that, um, the, the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. But let me go over that again. Seek not as much to be understood, but as to understand. That's the point we're trying to get to in EFT, because if you understand where your partner is coming from, it changes the entire dynamic. That gives you that awareness. So we want to create a safe space so our partner can say, here is my emotional bid. And, uh, and now we, we are understanding them more before we seek to be understood, before we say, okay, that's ridiculous because here's what I think about that. No, we want to understand. We want to go all in on understanding. All right, so I've already gone on long enough. Um, here's the original document that I wrote to this couple to try and model an EFT conversation. So um, here's what I said. Hey, guys, thanks for coming in tonight. Uh, I'm impressed by your willingness to be open and uh, you know, trust how to point out when conversations can spin up without us even noticing. With that said, I want to try to put together a document that had some suggestions for moving forward with regard to communication. Um, and at this time, now this was a few years ago, but I put a blast in this off out of the top of my head, so I apologize in advance for the cliche and jargon that I'm sure will follow. I just had an idea to share this document with, uh, okay, perhaps type my own questions. All right, anyway, the goal, here we are, back to the document. The goal is to secure the attachment. That means that when somebody expresses an emotion, a feeling, a perception, the goal of the other is not to explain it away, not to defend why they feel that their partner's view is correct, incorrect, it's a big, big difference. Not to, to defend why they feel that their partner's view is incorrect. The goal at this time is to validate and empathize, i.e., I can understand why you would feel that way, or thanks for sharing that. I know that must have been hard. Um, I think you get the point. Whenever a, but I thought, or but why didn't you just, or any variation of that type of response is ready to come out, hold it in. Those are fixing and judgment statements. And right now, they are not going to be productive. Uh, they aren't going to get us anywhere. They're simply going to shut down communication and cause you both to turn away from each other. Remember earlier, I talked about we're trying to turn toward each other. Remember, at the heart of each of these emotional bids is real vulnerability because you're asking your partner through the things that you say, are you there for me? Uh, do you care about me? Can I count on you to listen and try and understand me? Do you love me? With that said, as you get better at empathy and validation, you'll find that you will be able to validate the other person's comment, experience, and then share something like, I can see why you thought that. Or, you know, I can't lie. I recognized at times that I was doing that. Or I was saying those things just to try and get a reaction. And I'm sorry about that. These are the responses that we can get to if we know we can say these safely and not get attacked. Um, or a variety of other equally vulnerable, uh, real and raw responses. And I, I put in here, hopefully you can see a big difference of when to validate, empathize, and put a period on it and when your own vulnerability can be expressed without it sounding like an attack. Imagine a relationship where you truly feel safe in expressing any thought or emotion because your partner will take that thought or emotion and immediately want to understand where it comes from. And because they care about you so much, they want to understand you. And in turn, what role their reactions have played in how you feel and the way that you do at that point in the relationship, how you feel at that point in the relationship. When you are both good at this, you will turn toward each other instead of hunkering down in your respective bunkers, just firing off insults at each other or being afraid to talk about anything other than surf things because you're afraid of getting into a fight or another argument. It really does work, but you must work on your responses to these emotional bids that your partner expresses. What you're ultimately doing is not only learning how to express the feelings that you may have or have had for years rattling around in your head, growing in intensity based on incorrect assumptions or fear of rejection, but you're also allowing your partner to have a voice to be able to speak the things that you may be condemning them for that they aren't even aware of. I, th that goes back to those... 
I'm sure he knows, or I can't believe he hasn't, or those sort of things. I mean, I, I and this is why I want to go into multiple podcasts about this concept of EFT and couples therapy, because I have so many examples of things that people were not even aware of that had gone a decades long of being judged, you know, being judged for. Um, even a few other thoughts that I put in this document, be present, enjoy the moments together, sharing experiences from work, stories about your children, just work on being present, take away the fixing and judgment. Um, I talk in here, I say a plug for the Headspace app. Uh, I've talked a little bit more in the past about mindfulness. Remember the concept of, of course, your mind is going to throw in negative thoughts during those moments. You're going to have questions. You're going to want to express them. You are human. You've had a past, but right now be present. Let those thoughts move through your brain, those thoughts that aren't productive in that moment, those thoughts that are negative or, or are going to hamper um, this, this emotionally vulnerable uh, conversations. Um, so whether you have to focus on something in that moment, breathe through the moment, in through the nose and out through the mouth, but let those thoughts through move through your head like cars on the road with you sitting on the side of the road watching the cars go by and be present. Um, I put a, I thought I was being pretty funny in this document. I said, hang on, I'm putting my hair in a ponytail looking for a robe right then. I was starting to go all zen. Uh, and if you're watching the video, you know that the ponytail would have to be some sort of clip-on or, or glued-on ponytail. So I think that's a good place to start. Uh, I put in here, Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson uses a nice analogy. When the attachment between two people is not secure, I love this one. I kind of forgot about this one. Um, when the attachment between two people is not secure, uh, it, when there's an argument, you're going to feel like you are, you're going to feel like there's a typhoon that is uh, going through while you're standing on the beach, just knocking you all about, knocking you over. But when the attachment is secure, um, the arguments or disagreements or bringing up these um, emotional bids that might be a little bit difficult when you're giving them a voice, they're going to feel more like a breeze. Sure, they're there, you feel them, but they're not going to knock you over. Um, we would much rather have that breeze blow by than the typhoon that is going to knock us down. So uh, I, I put on here, I feel like there would be some clever way now to end the doc, but I'm only coming up with things like stay in school and don't do drugs. Remember who you are and what you stand for. And those are wonderful um wonderful things to share anyway. All right. Thanks for bearing with me. I have no idea how long this, uh, this podcast went, but I am just so grateful to kind of have, um, here we go. The, my first EFT emotionally focused couples therapy podcast of, um, one of my soapbox issues. One of the reasons I wanted to create a podcast in the first place. Uh, there it is. So please, um, share this, uh, on social media or with friends or families or loved ones or your partner. Um, but I, I know that this concept works. I absolutely do know it. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples. I love uh, couples, working with couples. I never thought I would say that in a million years. And I get such amazing response and feedback. And there's the part of me that it's difficult when I get a new couple in and I'm starting to kind of teach these concepts where I'll, I'll hear this, you know what, I don't, there's, a, I don't, there's no chance this is going to work. And, and, I, and I sit there, you know, I have to practice this EFT. Hey, tell me why you're feeling that way. That's their emotional bid. Give me more where you're going with that. Um, because that's the part where sometimes I want to say, just hang on. There's some cheesy cliches I'm going to throw out uh, throughout this EFT process um, of, of trust the process. Uh, you know, we're, we're working toward vulnerability. And again, we're going to hit on some other things down the road that are, are important to know. There are some situations where it can be more difficult to do some EFT work. And, uh, and I'm going to go through specific dialogues, examples, and things that um, I see as the big challenges in working with EFT. So I'll do another. I've already got a couple of uh, just amazing episodes in the can. I think I've alluded to that already. Um, one that I'm going to put out next week. So I'll probably try to get back to this EFT in a couple of weeks. But please send your questions already. If you have questions about EFT, about emotional bids, about vulnerability, that sort of thing, um, where I can get a clip on ponytail, then send me that information. Contact at pathbackrecovery.com or go to virtualcouch.xyz and um, contact me through the contact form. So thanks so much.
it is going to be a great day today. Can I just tell you that? So I want you to I feel that. Um, you you are listening. You made it to this far, which I'm super impressed by. Um, but but we're we're working on some change here, and the feedback I'm getting is just it's phenomenal. It's just it's overwhelming, and uh, a lot of change going on. So just you know, pay it forward. Share the wealth. When you find something that works in this podcast, please share that with people, and uh, let's just kind of start creating a nice momentum of just some some nice strength based positive change. All right, I will end. That's enough cliches. So thank you for taking the time of joining me here on the virtual couch. I will see you here in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, let me kick it to Aurora Florence with her song, Taking Us Away. It's wonderful. Compressed emotions flying past our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind is wonderful. Elastic waste and rubber Heal the legs and hearts you move.